Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second guest show. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. Bobby J and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. And then right after us will be the LSU men's basketball coach, Mike McMahon Show. will follow us at 8 o'clock right here on the Big 870 and free on the Odyssey app. Bob and I had a great ride yesterday with Mad Hatters and the crew of Mad Hatters passing through Metairie. Man, I felt like I played a game. All right. I've got a, had a station identification sort of. Malfunction there, but we back here at Silver Slipper Casino. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Want to thank uh, again Joey and Gwen Lacoste for putting this on each and every year. Crew of Mad Hatters, we had a great time, great ride. The weather was and awesome. The weather was gorgeous, and the crowds were unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and and so uh, it was great to see men the smiles with the kids and and people that maybe hadn't caught a parade before. So it was a great run. And so again, we want to thank Joey and Gwen. Uh, each and every year, and uh, Bobby, Mike, Hoss, and myself, we want to thank all of y'all and everybody out there um, giving us a holler and a shout-out as we pass. Bob, uh, over the weekend and uh, started Friday with reports Clint Kubiak, who had been mentioned as a possible candidate. Uh, He was a passing game coordinator with the 49ers. Looks as though he is going to have the job here as a new OC of the Saints. Yeah, we have to wait till the Super Bowl's over. So, and but you know, Clint's got a long resume, and it ain't his first merry-go-round calling plays because he did call him for the Vikings. But uh, he's from that, you know, that tree, you know, with his dad and oh, also it's a, a good gene pool. And so, <laughs> uh, we'll see what else is added to the staff. And there's certainly been a lot of names thrown around for the offensive line coach because we'll talk about that also. Doug Marone out as the offensive line coach. People that have been talked about, Rick Dennison, who's been a veteran uh, offensive line coach, and also John Benton. John Benton, uh, also, who's 20 years NFL uh, you know, experience. Man, he's coached with the Rams, the Texans, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, uh, the 49ers. And, oh, and 49ers. Recently, uh, he was the offensive line coach, running game coordinator with the Jets. So a lot of veteran, two, those two guys for sure veteran guys in this game, but a little bit about, about Kubiak, Bob, that uh, I think universally everybody thinks this is a great opportunity. I haven't heard any point. negative. No, me neither. Uh, whether on social media or people texting or calling, whatever, Mike, uh, there hasn't been anything negative by Clint Kubiak. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm not just not, uh, and I agree with Jeff Duncan when Jeff said this, you know, when you look at uh, really 
Because we look at Saints' success. We look at, like, okay, the Saints team, pre-Sean Payton, and then the Saints team, you know, a post-Katrina, Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Okay, I'll tell you how significant I think this hire is. I might be wrong, but I think uh, this hire is the most important, like Jeff Duncan said, most important hire, staff hire in Saints, maybe history, that they've made, or I should say maybe since they made, since Sean Payton hired Greg Williams as defensive coordinator in 2009. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, what did that happen? Uh, we won a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Now, we did a little bounty gate stuff and after that. But, I mean, but all that I was know, Greg being Greg. He just got caught. Come on, Bob, you played in that yes. era. They did that all the time. They always did that. Uh, you always had bounties. But um, and that's not, you know, you couldn't necessarily uh, let that get out in the public. And that's and, what happened. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, uh, I agree with Jeff Duncan there when he says uh, that the Saints have made, uh, since Sean Payne's hired Greg Williams in 2009 as defensive coordinator, Clint Kubiak is the most important hire, and I think he'll have that much of a significant impact. Now, you know, I always like, I always like uh, Gene Poole and, uh, and everything. and Genetics. And genetics. <laughs> Okay, uh, he is the son. Now, think about this. You might think uh, it's about you around winners. He is the son of Super Bowl winning coach Gary Kubiak, who led uh, the Broncos. You remember the title of 2015 season when yeah. Peyton Manning was the quarterback? Well, his dad uh, was the head coach. Now, I remember Gary Kubiak, Mike, when I was playing, he was the backup to John Elway. So it's amazing when you see that network and how it works and who you're familiar with, who you're comfortable with. Uh, but, look, he's the current, like you said, passing game coordinator with the 49ers. Look how much he's made uh, Brock Purdy and how confident Brock Purdy is. Now, uh, you know, they all have a hand in that, Shanahan, uh, even Greasy, uh, everybody, uh, but, you know, when you look at Brock Purdy. But when I look at um, – I, 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 when I look at Mike, like, uh, you know, Kubiak or a Shanahan, I know they're winners. And wherever they've been, uh, I mean, when I look at the princess like Kyle Shanahan, he gets so much credit. But his dad wasn't chopped liver. Remember Joe Montana, Steve, and Mike Shanahan? A couple you Super Bowl know, wins. My, 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 my Mike Shanahan was, my, uh, was uh, my coach when I made the Pro Bowl with Steve Young and Brett Favre. So I just know one week we're doing that West Coast offense and, and, and how Mike paying attention to detail. It's one week now. It's not like. Uh, you do practice it for months on end. So uh, I look at my, uh, Mike Shanahan. I look at Kyle Shanahan. I think it's the same thing uh, with Gary Kubiak, Clint uh, Kubiak's dad, and uh, Mike. I mean, if you look at, you know what I wanted to see? And this happened. I wanted to see, okay, who are we hiring offensive coordinator that's not his first rodeo? Okay, we calling all, plays. Calling plays. Because there's an art to that. You can set up a game plan and be part of, um, and I think Pete Carmichael did an outstanding job with Sean Payton. That's why Sean brought him on board to go to Denver when you're setting up a game plan. But come game day to call plays, there's an art to that. So I'm glad Clint Kubiak, Mike, he, he did it uh, with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Now, um, what's interesting, Mike, I didn't realize he also called plays in 22 after uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, you remember, uh, was fired in, 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 in late in the season for the Broncos. So that's how much trust said, okay, uh, we can put it down. He, he'll know what 
to do, and I think that was significant. Bob, I think one of the things you've talked about this all the time, that's a certain art to setting up a game plan, using motion, all this other, a little bit of eye candy. So not only the, for the passing game, but the uh, running game. But the running game. Had another little break there, but, Bob, we'll, we'll talk about it when we come back from break. The art of setting up a game plan. Uh, it, that is an art. And also today, a little bit of eye candy to throw one guy maybe off on the defensive side. But you still got to win in the trenches. And that's, to me, the thing that has been lacking with this team the last two years. No running game. You, you get stalled up front. And that has got to be well, something Clint Kubiak and new offensive line coach, they got to get that fixed. Because if not, you stuck again in neutral without a running game. Well, Mike, uh, I look at what I think Kubiak's going to bring to the table, and obviously uh, that he'll want to hire people around him that he's familiar with and uh, he thinks he can have success. You know, it's not like you're hiring off as a coordinator, okay, uh, well, you got to take all these coaches. Hell no. I, I, I'm, I'm running off I want my own guys. So when I look at a, a Kubiak and his experience, Mike, this is good for, for Derek Carr. And it's experience working with veteran quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, in Minnesota, even Russell Wilson in Denver. So I, I would put Derek Carr in that category as far as experience, how you deal with a pro. Because it ain't, it ain't no rookie you trying to mold. So when, when, when I saw that, I go, that's going to be good, working with Derek Carr, similarly because his relationships with Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson. Now you talk about the rushing attack which obviously has been inconsistent. Mike, we were 21st in the league last year. It wasn't a lack of trying to run the football. You get we, nothing. We had the 10th most rushing attempts in the NFL. So we're like, oh, well, you got to run the ball more. No, we ran the ball. We were, you know, you want to be top 10. We we're 10th rushing attempts, but we only ranked uh, 21st in rushing the football. And um, look, Mike, th this is one thing. How you set up the run to help your offensive linemen. Uh, that maybe like run support and all that, uh, that they might not be the best of the best. Because I think our offensive line, I think that's pro football focus. We rank like 26. So I, I guarantee with So you can't put food effect. Uh, uh, the uh, offensive line's a big part of your problem. It's not like we have Jari Nix, Carl Nix, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Armstead, and, and a healthy Ramchek and all that. So, Mike, I, I look at it uh, with the Saints uh, ranking near bottom of the league and uh, – and using play action, pre-snap motion. For instance, the 49ers utilize motion uh, almost 76% of the time this season, only behind the Dolphins. So look how the game's trending. Got to keep up with the Joneses and all that. And you don't have and, a left tackle like Trent Williams either. Well, and, but, but the <laughs> bottom line is, to me, if we just do this one thing in the run game, we, it's not nothing drastic. It, it might look drastic, but we have to flip the script. Instead of only averaging 3.4, three and a half yards a run, we got to average what we gave up. I, well, I ain't giving no pass to our D line either. Uh, Mike, we gave up 4.5, oh. and we averaged like 3.4. So we got to flip that. We got to average 4.5 and only give up three and a half uh, yards a run. I would agree with that 100%. <laughs> we'll be back with more second guess right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces 
pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on this second guest show, Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bob, uh, it was funny, uh, the press conference with Mickey Loomis, you asked him about Doug Marone. Because, you know, kind of word that got out, maybe he was thinking about retiring and this sort of thing. And if that was true or not, I don't know. But Mickey said, you know, he's a great coach. Uh, we, we value him here uh, as a coach. And yet, because of Kubiak, he, there is no connection there. Right. So he's going to bring in his own offensive line coach, uh, Doug. You know, in, in this league, either you fired or you're going to get fired as an assistant or a head coach. One of the two, but Doug Marone's out. Now the look is for a new offensive line coach. Yeah, and uh, one name, Mike, uh, John Benton. He's in a 20-year NFL experience. Uh, Has some 49er connection there. So you look at it, but, you know, uh, Mickey Loomis, uh, he left the the, the door wide open as far as the possibility. The next offensive coordinator, uh, he did say he's going to bring in uh, some of his own people. Now, you look at the Saints, they've had uh, five assistants leave this offseason. In addition to Marone's, uh, Doug Marone's departure, uh, New Orleans fired offensive coordinator, we all know Pete Carmichael, and the wide receiver coach, Cody Burns. I think Cody Burns, uh, now I'm speculating here, so don't get mad at me. I think Cody Burns might have been two buddy buddies with his uh, wide receiver meeting room, which you want to be, but you can't throw Derek Carr under the bus and so Co- Cody Burns all it went about now I'm just speculating I don't know anything but I've been around enough position meeting rooms and that all of a sudden uh, uh, Cody Burns oh he just got here from Tennessee as a wide receiver coach and all of a sudden he's gone so Mike you look at an offensive assistant Bob Bicknell they let him go now Joel Thomas this is called like landing on your feet uh, the longtime running back coach, he left the team. Now he's in the same position with the Giants. So if I look at that, but look, Doug Marone is now gone after his second stint with the Saints. You know, he had rejoined the franchise in 2022. He's only 59 years of age, but he's been a head coach at Syracuse. He's been a head coach, uh, Mike, with the Jack. Bills, the Bills and the Jaguars. So, uh, but he has, and then all of a sudden he was Nick Saban's offensive line coach one year. Uh, before when he came here. So he was back with the Saints. 
Now, he was the offensive coordinator from 06 to 08. We, we all know that that was just that a was title. That was Sean. That was the title because Sean's calling the plays. And I tell you what, uh, he inherited then the offensive line uh, that w was unbelievable. Point him in the right direction where he wasn't necessarily able to develop like uh, the likes of a treasure, Trevor Penning. Nick Saldaveri. Uh, 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 Nick Saldaveri, uh, Cesar Ruiz. I mean, there's a number of individuals. Now, you might say, well, it's the talent. So when I look at that, Mike, uh, the one thing I got to give Doug Marone a lot of credit, how we finished the, strong, uh, the season strong when they got the offensive line rolling. I'm not talking about the last month of the season because if y'all remember, this is kind of like crazy uh, with attempts. And so that's why they had to make a change. We'll be back with more sports talk and second guest right after this break here on the Big 870. We'll have Kate Rooner on, sports reporter at KRON4 in San Francisco, talking to us about the 49ers and also certainly about Clint Kubiak coming to the Saints. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break on the Big 870. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County. Mississippi. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We have on with us Kate Rooney, who's a sports reporter at KRON4 in San Francisco, also is the host of the Red and Gold Zone. Kate, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hi, Mike. Hi, Bobby. Thank you so much for having me. Kate, uh, right off the bat, before we start talking Super Bowl, we'll ask you about the impact of Clint Kubiak. All reports look as though he's going to be the next offensive coordinator with the Saints and certainly we know the genetic code with his dad and uh, and certainly kind of connecting with Shanahan in that offense what will Clint Kubiak bring to the table for the Saints as an offensive coordinator yeah well I think 49er fans would say man what are we losing with Clint Kubiak because the answer is a lot He's been an integral part of what Kyle Shanahan does there. He's someone that he really relies on um, to help execute his system and to um, help give him ideas, bounce ideas off of. So, you know, Shanahan has so much faith in all of his assistants. He's been so loyal to these guys, and he's worked with, with Clint uh, for a while now. And so, you know, I, I know he has the highest level of respect for him. Um, and, you know, I'm sure the Saints saw all that or they, or they wouldn't be bringing, bringing him on board. But having worked in Kyle Shanahan's system for as long as he has, uh, definitely ready to, um, you know, take the reins as a full OC in his own role. Now, uh, Kate, how would you view uh, his input? Obviously, you look at, you look at Greasy uh, and you look at Coach Shanahan and uh, everyone. It, it's all hands on deck. We're all contributing. Uh, Coach Kubiak, everybody. When I look at Brock Purdy, when all of a sudden he becomes Mr. Relevant instead of Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, uh, you know, I think that when Brock Purdy came on board, they saw something special in him right away. They might not have seen it when he was in the 
draft class, but immediately when he came to the 49ers facility and saw him on the practice field, I mean, Jed York told us a couple of days ago that he thought that Brock Purdy was the best quarterback in camp when they also had Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo there. Jimmy was making $20 million a year at the time. Trey Lance was the heir apparent. And Kyle looked to the side at Jed York and said, man, I think this guy might end up being our starter down the road. So all the coaches there have had a lot of influence on him. None more than Brian Greasy, like you mentioned. He's definitely worked with him the most closely. I'm not sure the exact extent of how much contact Kubiak has had with him in terms of helping develop him as a quarterback. I think that they just all have really liked the way that Purdy came in and showed his skill set from the beginning, even when he was not taking first-team reps in Santa Clara. I mean, he's over there working with the third stringers and he was still showing that sense of what he was capable of. So yes, the coaches there who have helped him develop and he, he's been saying that all, all year. That's part of what's made him even more confident and more comfortable out there this season. Uh, but a lot of what Brock Purdy has is stuff that he came in with that for some reason, a bunch of NFL scouts and even NCAA scouts dating back to his, his recruitment out of Arizona from high school didn't see. Well, uh, uh, you know, Kate, uh, when I look at this, you hear a game manager. Uh, what does that mean? About uh, All I know is are you a winner or are you not a winner? Uh, to me, you cannot be a game manager. If you look with Brock Purdy, uh, he led the NFL in passer rating. You might say, well, yeah, you can check it down and have always a conservative passer rating, but this caught my attention. But he also led the NFL in yards. Uh, Kate Cullen here real quick. I, I kind of want to follow up on what Bobby was asking. Do you think Brock Purdy is really just a game manager, or do you think where he is, is he a bit more than that? Well, first of all, I think a game manager has been used as a pejorative team, and I'm not sure that it should be. After all, the quarterback is, by definition, the game manager, right? It's the person that you look to to call your plays, to be able to call an audible if necessary, to be able to read the field, manage what's going on with any look they're seeing from the defense. That is their job. And so the guys who can do that well, yeah, we, we might call them game managers as a sort of slur, but it's absolutely necessary to be a great game manager. So I wish we would kind of stop uh, saying it from that place. But I think at this point, some of the, some of the yard, some of the stats rather you cited there, Bobby, you can't be a game manager and lead the league in air yards per play the way he did. You can't be a game manager and uh, orchestrate two fourth quarter postseason comebacks the way he did in these past two weeks. Sure. We, we have a relatively small sample size. This is only his second year. I remember People saying Tom Brady was a flash in the pan. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Tom Brady. There's still a lot that he's got to do to even be mentioned in that conversation. But my point is people are so quick to judge quarterbacks who kind of come out of nowhere. I don't think we like the idea that we don't see someone's greatness their junior year of college. And we don't like the idea that we might have something wrong in the way that we're evaluating quarterbacks coming into the NFL. Uh, you look at Russell Wilson, another example of a guy no one thought was going to succeed in the NFL, and maybe he's not going to end up as an all-time great, but he certainly went on and did great things and won a ring and has, and has been a really good quarterback throughout his time in the NFL. So who knows what's going to happen with the rest of Brock Purdy's career, but he's good enough to lead this team to an NFC championship as a rookie halfway through the season, and he was good enough to lead the team back to the Super Bowl this season. And um, wins, you know, they're, they're the most important stat, but it isn't just about winning. He's got plenty of other stats to back up his success on the field. And the way you hear his guys talk about him in the locker room, 
makes all the difference. With Jimmy Garoppolo, they, they were kind of always defending Jimmy. They seemed a little defensive and on guard when we would ask about him. With Brock, none of that. They just brush off all the concerns, and they say, he's our guy. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for him. Now, uh, Kate, I, I would say, uh, and I know probably in the Bay Area, he's getting a lot of heat uh, with me because you always have to have a fall guy, uh, whatever. Oh, it's, it's never perfect, but Steve Wilkes. I'll look, uh, Steve Wilkes, look, he's gone to his third Super Bowl as an assistant uh, coach, having lost uh, his previous trips. you got to go back to 2006 uh, when the Bears lost to the Colts. Uh, 2015 season with Carolina when he was a defensive back coach, uh, when they lost to the Broncos, Cam Newton and all that. But when I look at, like, uh, Steve Wilkes, I think what people look at, you know, always whatever he's done for me lately, his unit, to say the least, is still on the fire after two lackluster performances in the playoffs. I think that's what they're basing that on. Uh, spe- specifically, now, even though Detroit has a dominant offensive line, because they gave up 182 yards rushing in the NFC title game against Detroit. So right now, it, it seems like Steve Wilkes is on the fire. And I looked at Warner and all that. And they all said, hey, it ain't the damn coach. It's not good enough. Uh, it's not good enough at all. So you, you can look at all the key players, Bulls and everyone, and they know that uh, th- this caught my attention, uh, Kate. I want you to comment on this, that it's always, okay, what do you do? What are you establishing? Because everyone looks at offense, but the 49ers defense, okay? Then you look at D'Amico Ryan, who left the 49ers to go to the Texans. Okay, we're going to run the same defense, then it's working. So you got Steve Wilkes has to implement his skills uh, to be able to handle that. But look at the 49ers led the NFL in points allowed when D'Amico Ryan was there at 16.3. So that's basically 16 and a half. They gave up uh, 300 and a half yards per game. We're tied second in takeaways with 30 uh, last season under uh, Coach uh, Ryan's. And then, you know, they made it all the way to the NFC title game like you mentioned. But I'm looking at the numbers this season. Uh, They've only barely dropped off uh, marginally. Uh, the 49ers are allowing 1.2 points uh, per game less. I mean, more, I should say, than 16.3. And 3.3 uh, more yards per game. And they've generated two fewer, uh, fewer takeaways. So to me, whether it's D'Amico Ryan or Steve, Steve Wilkes, overall it's been basically the same defense. But, Kate, I think what it is, the visuals of the last two games. Yes, in the postseason. And watching what the Packers and the Lions did. To run running the football. Yeah, without a Man, doubt. Chase Young, he was getting washed out on a lot of those plays when they ran the football right at him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a couple of things here. One, you look at the numbers, and you're, you're absolutely right. I, they're, I think they were third in the league this season in points allowed, third in run defense, which seems ironic given how much concern – people have had about their run defense the last couple of weeks there have been some changes in personnel when it comes to that defensive line um uh, under steve wilkes they're they tried to bring in chase young you mentioned him people expected big things from him being healthy this season being an organization that just has a better culture you know it's kind of indisputed right now that the culture in san francisco is better than washington but man i, I mean all you had to do was watch either of those games to see that chase young really struggled to set the edge um against both the packers and against the lions Javon Hargrave, another highly paid player who the 49ers signed out of Philly and was fantastic in Philly, hasn't really lived up to expectations in the run game 
throughout the season. He's been fine. He's been good. Hasn't been a liability, but hasn't been a playmaker like they expected him to be. Then, of course, Eric Armstead missing all that time. And when he came back for the divisional round game, he didn't look like a playmaker either. So you're seeing Nick Bosa get double teamed on every single snap. And the other guys didn't step up for two weeks in a row. So whether you want to blame it on Steve Wilkes for not making halftime adjustments, which a lot of people felt like he wasn't doing in the third quarter in either of those games, or whether you want to blame it on the players for not putting out a full lack of effort, I think both things can be true. It's a combination of the two. Ultimately, they were able to figure some things out enough to win the game, and they played well, particularly in that uh, fourth quarter against um, the Lions. But it, it won't do to not play well from every snap in the Super Bowl. You got to start off with your best game on that first snap when the when the clock starts. So if they set the tone in the same way against the Chiefs, it's probably going to be another long day for the 49ers defense. Um, and, you know, Wilkes was about to probably play himself out of the head coaching carousel conversation if they hadn't come back to win either of those games. But I, I think it is a combination that has led to the um, perceived lack of production and real lack of production that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Kate, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. And uh, I know you're busy uh, this week. Uh, got that team playing in the Super Bowl. So uh, you're breathing in some rarefied air. Uh, it's been <laughs> a long time here in New Orleans, but uh, you guys finally got a chance to get back to the big game. We, yeah, the 49ers did, and I think their fans feel like this is their time. They want to get that sixth Lombardi trophy. Um, you know, th this felt like the window with a lack of injuries that they had this season. They're as healthy as they've ever been during this Kyle Shanahan era. And so we'll see. They happen to running into the, one of the best in all time, and um, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, but it should be an interesting week. I know it's going to be a fun week in Vegas, and Hey, I'm happy to talk to you guys because I actually have a lot of family in Louisiana. So maybe some of them are tuning oh, wow. in. Awesome. Where, awesome. Where, where you got family at, Kate, in Louisiana? I got family in – my family's in Monroe, and my husband's family is oh. in Opelousas. Oh, okay. Oh, man, you got a little Cajun. You, you got, got, a little, got some uh, little, little North Louisiana. Yeah. Prairie Cajun. Uh, yeah, you have a uh, <laughs> uh, – but, Kate, before we let you run right quick, uh, the 49ers fan base, you know, everybody gives Dallas a hard time because it's been over a quarter of a century, hovering around 30 years since they won a Super Bowl. It was the same damn thing with San Francisco, what, yep. 1994? Yep. Uh, you know, now they've been more relevant than Dallas to get the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. But just from that perspective, the fan base, I'm sure, is saying, no, we, we left Candlestick Park. And we're in a new facility. We got to win the damn Super Bowl. No, we're not just happy being there. We got to win. Right, right. That is exactly what they're saying. Anything other than a Super Bowl victory is a disaster, is a total failure. And I said that during those last two postseason games. You know, both the Packers and the Lions probably walked away from those games, and they could say, man, we had a great season. We're teams on the rise. We're going to be back and better next year. The 49ers can't say that. They got to win this ring, or there's going to be a lot of tough conversations in Santa Clara. Thanks so much for joining us, Kate. We'll, uh, we'll catch you in a little bit. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. We'll be back with more uh, second guests live from the Silver, Silver Slipper Casino in just a few moments. We're finishing up here in our number one of the second guest show, Mike Detaille, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bob, one of the things Kate brought up was about the defense. And, man, you could see it. Uh, and Richie Pettibone used to always say, Mike, if you got a break in the chain, 
they're going to find it come playoff time. Oh, yeah. That break oh, in the oh, chain oh, 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 is I'm oh. running the ball right at Chase Young if he's on the field. Well, well uh, Mike, they, they got gash. Uh, Green Bay and the Lions, gash the 49ers. So um, I would say right now, shame on Andy Reid and, and Pat Mahomes if Isaiah Pacheco, one of the league's uh, bright young running backs, to say the least, Mike, now, if you don't have 15 to 20 carries, because you know how oh, violent you know he that. runs, uh, that would be uh, Patrick Mahomes' best friend. Okay, so if he got 15 to 18 and Clyde gets Clyde Edwards-Alaire, gets he's going to get five, six, seven yeah, carries, yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to run the ball until you can prove it that you can stop Without it. Without a doubt. We'll be back with more second guess right after this news break here on the Big 870 WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.